they call them
Hey everybody, make sure to check out this week's sponsor of Rodis Live, Truth or Lie TV, hosted by Walter Beta and Vito Grissetta on YouTube. That's Truth or Lie TV, hosted by Walter Beta and Vito Grissetta. Welcome to Rodis Live. How you doing? Today's episode is entitled Lemons. So basically, it's about women and relationships with men. And while they're together, they cannot see the potential in the man. So after the man has moved on and prospered in some capacity, these women continue to be better. But today, um, the lemons that I'm talking about, uh, one is a lemon squeeze, and the other three is just lemons. Um, and they situations, um, they actually wind up behind bars because they actually wind up all killing um, their mom or dad. All right, so I have four examples. So the first example is Heather. Heather is a hype. Um, she's a heroin addict. Um, she lost her job. Um, she lost her daughter in a custody battle to her husband because of her substance abuse issues. Um, she got a younger sibling addicted to drugs. Um, Heather is like maybe 40 years old or something. So she actually went to go visit her daughter, you know, uh, at her ex-husband's house. You know, I guess it was her week for visitation or something like that. And due to her substance abuse, she was not able to take the daughter off of the premises. So her ex, ex-husband was at work or whatever the case may be. And her daughter was in a yard. She was eating a, 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 um, ice cream. And she was like, oh, you know, where did you get the ice cream? So the daughter was like, you know, oh, my nanny gave it to me. So the mom was like, so, oh, that ice cream looks delicious. It, it's, it probably cost a fortune. And the daughter, which was maybe like four years old or something, she, she told her mom like, yeah, my nanny, my nanny gave it to me because she said she can't afford it. So that instantly made Heather snap. You know, Heather went, went inside the home, confronted the nanny, beat her unconsciously. And the daughter wound up calling the police, you know, dialing 911 because um, her mom, Heather, brutally attacked the nanny, you know, and uh, all she got was a simple assault for it. You know, Heather, she beat the shit out of the nanny. I mean, she fucked her ass up, you know what I mean? Those drugs, they something different, you know what I mean? So. She got out of jail and um, she wants to go move in with her mom. And her mom was real firm and stern, you know. 
Heather, she had everything growing up as a kid and everything like that. So she was kind of spoiled, um, more so like white privilege. And uh, the mom wasn't going, you know, she was leaving dishes around the house, leaving her clothes all around everywhere. And, you know, it just reached a limit, you know, where they was constantly bumping heads. But, you know, when you have a child, love is unconditional. So she put up with Heather, but, you know, she kept her foot in her ass like, hey, you got to clean up around here. You know, you got to do better. You need to get a job. You need to do something. You know, she was doing normal stuff that hypes do, like steal money, uh, pawning art and shit, you know. Usually in the Black community, um, it's TV stolen, microwave, you know, simple shit like that, PS4. She was stealing paintings, um, stealing out of her purse, you know. And that being her daughter, the mom still put up with it, you know, to a certain extent. But um, they got news that her brother, Heather's brother, that she got hooked, that she introduced um, heroin to, he died from a drug overdose. And her mom was furious. I mean, she was really mad. So, you know, Heather, with her attitude, she was still like, Oh, well, you know, it ain't my fault. Don't look at me. He was a grown man and all of that. You know, um, still blocking out the fact that she the one that got him on drugs. You know, I know he had a choice. It was his own life and everything like that. But the mom was looking at it like, man, that's my baby. He wouldn't have never got on drugs if it wasn't for you. So um, they got into an argument, the mom and Heather. So um, the mom picked up a flashlight and then Heather, you know, she picked up a pipe or something. I don't know where she got it from, but she picked up a pipe. You know, I was watching it on um, the, uh, these episodes that, that's on AMC and shit, you know, and, uh, she just beat her mama to death. So after she beat her mama to death, you know, her, Heather's grandmother was there at the time. You know, they was there at the same time. So immediately, not even 30 seconds after the fact, you know, I guess the grandmother was like, oh shit, you, you, killed, you killed my daughter. You killed your mom. Heather killed the grandmama too. She beat her to death too. So after she killed the mom and the grandma, she just started praising their ass, taking, you know, um, wedding rings, um, earrings, any type of jewelry that they had. Um, she went in her mom's purse, went in the grandma's purse, took all the credit cards, went to New York, and and just max their shit out, living a good life. You know, not even thinking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, you don't have to be a detective to find out that, you know, that she was gonna get caught. So they followed the money, but they really couldn't get her because they had to catch her in the act. 
So when they finally did catch her, they charged her with um, murder and involuntary, no, first degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. I think she only got 40 years for killing two people. That's crazy to me. All right. So the next limit we got is Amber. Amber, um, she was from Ecuador. Her mom was an immigrant, as as she was as well. So um, she worked with her mom. They they had their own cleaning business, and her mom, she knew how important it was to establish a future for her daughter. So she worked hard, stacked all her chips. You know, they had their own crib and everything. You know. It's not how much you make, it's what you do with your money. You know what I mean? So that's why financial literary, literacy is so important. So um, they worked at a cleaning company together. She was saving up the money so she could go to college so she wouldn't have a hard life like the mom. So the mom, you know, all those years that she was in the United States, maybe 15 years, she was stacking her bread so her daughter could go to college. So during the summer before school, you know, I think she went to school one semester. Then she went to Ecuador for the summer, Amber did. She fell in love with an older man. I guess he was like 30 years old or something like that. You know, they was chilling. He was whining and dining her, swept off the, her feet and all of that type of shit. So the mom was like, yo, you got to get your ass back home because school better start. All the time, Amber got it made up in her mind since her mama got some chips and she got that bag like, man, you know, I ain't going back to school. So instead of telling her mama like, man, I don't want to go back to school, she just basically said like, hey, um, school don't start until another three weeks or whatever, knowing all the time that she's starting late. But if her mom came from Ecuador, started her own business, stacked all that bread to get her in school, she gonna cover all bases. You know what I'm saying? Her mom is a thinker. So, she was chilling with her friend and she was like, man, yeah, you know, Amber's still in Ecuador, blah, 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 blah. The friend like, yo, you know, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but school started in two weeks. So she called Amber like, yo, you need to get your ass here because um, school start, you got to go to the university. I worked all this time so you can have a better life. I don't want, I don't want you to struggle like me. You know, her mom, not only did her mom love her, she had empathy for her. She, she wanted everything better for her, you know? And by her being 20, I guess she can see, see that far in advance. So Amber, you know, she was money hungry. She didn't have no substance abuse issues. She just, you know, since her mom's money was there and available, she wanted to use her mom's money. She didn't want to work to have her own shit. You know what I'm saying? So she was thinking of ways and schemes to make money. So she looked at the um, 
you know, the the um the the deed, the deed to their house. And the deed was in Amber's name. So her mom got the house in Amber's name, you know, like in a black community, like um parents use your name for a light bill, apartment. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But in this situation, her mom got the deed in Amber's name in case her ex-husband tried to come back and take the property, which I think was a smart move by her getting a deed in her name. So Amber, she called the mortgage company and she took $5,000 out, you know, a $5,000 loan against the mortgage, you know, so she could have some bread. You know, her mom didn't find out right away, you know, but when she did, you know, she sat her down like, look, you know, I'm not upset with you for taking a loan out against the house, but look, you got to go to school so you can have everything that you deserve. You do not want to have, I don't want you to have a hard life. I don't, I don't want things to be difficult for you. Her mom had empathy, compassion. She loved her. That's her daughter. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Amber was like, okay, okay, mom. This, then, the other. So she turned around and took another loan against the house. She took a $175,000 loan this time. Mom's is heated. So the mom, she confronted her and was like, look, you know, I'm cutting you off. You're going to have to fend for yourself. If you want to be in love, I ain't funding your motherfucking romance or none of that shit. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to do shit. I'm done with your ass. So when her mom went to sleep, Amber, you know what I mean, she just had it made up in her mind that, you know, she'll get the money from the insurance policy. She'll get her inheritance since she was the only child and all of that. But the thing is, Amber being a shorty, she ain't, she ain't think things through. Even though the shit is not right in any capacity, it's all wrong, in my opinion. It's fucked up. So she beat her mama to death with a two by four. So the first time she hit her, she didn't die right away. You know, the mom, she, you know, rose up like, what the fuck? You know, and then Amber had to hit her maybe like seven or eight more times before she fucking died. So she cleaned up everything, um, you know, called the police and act like it was some burglars in the house and shit, knowing the whole time that she killed her mama. You know what I mean? So those for forensic pathologists and, you know, all those type of guys and shit, they used to murder scenes, um, fake robberies, fake killings. There was no sign of forced entry or none of that. So Amber, you know, she called on the phone talking about, you know, some dudes going through the crib and all of that shit. She didn't say, you know, my mama was screaming. They fucking my mama up. But the uh, icing on the cake is, you know, she left money in the room. She left jewelry in the room. All things of value was still there in the actual home. 
So they caught her dumbass. You know what I'm saying? They locked her up. I think she only got maybe like 20 years or some shit. She'll be like 40 when she get out. Now let, you know, a person of color, well, she was from Ecuador, so she did, she was of color. My bad, I stand corrected. So the next person we're gonna talk about is Dana, all right? Dana, she was like in her mid-40s or whatever, you know, um, she met this couple that was married. And Dana, she, she was just like a real sexual person and shit. So basically, she came on to this married couple and, you know, they got into a, a, a poly relationship. So they was cool. I mean, they got into a poly relationship to the fact that, you know, they just allowed the stranger, which was Dana, to be involved with them because the sex was good. They all got along. But the whole time, nobody knows that Dana is crazy than a motherfucker. And um, she also was an alchemist. So she could mix drugs and everything like that. She knew the effects of the drugs, what did it do to you and all type of shit. So everything was all good. You know, they they do their threesomes and all type of shit like that. Um, the guy in a relationship, he was the breadwinner. He was making like almost um, $150,000 a year and everything like that. So everything was cool. But then this crazy bitch Dana, she started getting jealous. So um, the other lady, the whole time, Dana was poisoning the other wife and shit, making her act crazy and loony and shit so she could just um, have the husband solely to herself. So she was drugging her, making her have episodes and shit to turn her off to their husband. You understand what I'm saying? So he divorced his initial wife that he had and was with Dana. So by them being, you know, divorced, he still had to pay her anim alimony and shit. And it was a pretty penny. So instead of him making $150,000, you know, I think he had to pay almost $120,000 in alimony. They was from Colorado. So I don't know how that shit worked. But in my opinion, I think it's pretty fucked up. But um, you got to watch who you bring in your house. If you lay down with dogs, you'll wake up with fleas. So um, money was tight for Dana and her husband. So at this time, they just exclusive together. Um, they was having problems with money. So they moved in with Dana's dad, you know. Um, they were still into the threesomes and shit. So the, the agreement was whenever he met a bitch that he wanted to get down with, you know, Dana had to get down with him together. If he just met a bitch and got down with her, it'll be uh, considered cheap. But if they all got down together, it wouldn't be cheap, all right? So um, the bitch Dana, she was crazy. She started going crazy accusing the husband of shit, you know, 
He's like, man, I got a headache. And she was slowly drugging him too the whole time. So um, he had a, a headache. She, she um, was like, here, take this. So she knocked him out to get his thumbprint to go on his phone. But the husband, he was sharp, you know. He was cognizant of all the things that she was doing. And, you know, he came to his senses and he left her motherfucking ass. She was crazy. So um, she tried to get up with the, back up with the husband to rekindle the flames and shit. So he gave it another chance because he loved her crazy ass. She was good in bed and all of that. But, you know, they met up to go out and shit. And um, she gave him an animal tranquilizer to knock him out. And it killed them. You know what I'm saying? But um, they didn't have no evidence to link her to the actual murder. But she got away with that shit. So... She started going crazy. She at the home, she at home with her dad, who they moved in with. She was a daddy's girl. Her daddy, you know, he did anything for her. You know, he allowed her and her husband to live there because they were in dire straits financially. He allowed, you know, Dana to live there, but you know, her dad had money. Her dad also had credit cards. He also also um left her in a will, um, life insurance policy and all that shit. So she gave her dad a cocktail, knocked him out, killed him, buried him under the fucking basement, you know, on some psycho shit, Norman Bates type shit. And um, you know, he was just under the fucking house. So she went, you know, buying shit, you know, she she charged up almost $100,000 worth of shit. So the family, they start wondering like, man, you know, where's your dad? Somebody thought we should do a wellness check on your dad. And she kept spinning motherfuckers. Oh, he with his girlfriend in Hawaii. Oh, he took a trip. Oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. So one of the family members, you know, they called the police like, man, I think y'all should check the house. You know, she's not too stable. You know, I think he, you know, I think my brother did. So one of his sisters actually called. So when the police arrived, you know, they questioned Dana. She working her charm and shit. She was attractive, but she was crazy, crazy than a motherfucker. And instantly the police they notice a foul smell in the house, you know, a smell of death, but the cement sort of um, masked the smell in some capacity. But, um, you know, they went in the basement, they excavated the basement and they found that, you know, her dad did. You know, she tried to deny it and shit, but they locked her ass up. I think she got 40 years for that shit. You know what I'm saying? For being stupid. Stupid and dumb. So my last, my last example is Simone. So Simone, she didn't kill nobody. This, this is just a case of, you know, you with a guy, and when you with them, you can't see their potential. You can't see their greatness. You know what I mean? So anyway, 
she was with this guy. He had aspirations, you know, to um start a business and be an entrepreneur, which is not easy. You know, you got to work more hours. There's no stability. So anyway, he was an entrepreneur. So at the time when they was together, you know, um, they had a baby and shit. She took him to court. She got awarded um, $900 a month in child support. I don't know how much money you need, but I think $900 is cool. You know, um, that's a good, that's a good um, surplus to whatever you already doing as far as a job, as far as making money and all of that. I feel 100% if you're a man, you're supposed to take care of your responsibility. So the courts awarded, you know, um, her baby daddy to pay $900 a month. She remarried her husband. He was in the military. So um, if you're in the military, you make money, but you have less bills. So whatever bills you make, those are your bills. You get free housing. You get a housing stipend. You get food stipend, all of that. Um, if you shop on base, you pay minimal to no taxes. You know what I mean? So she was married to a military guy. I don't know what branch of the service he was in, but her husband was military. So she's getting $900 a month from her baby daddy, which I think is good. He not being a gingerbread man going from job to job, not to pay her. You understand what I'm saying? He being a stand-up guy by taking it the high road and, um, fulfilling his responsibilities as a man, as a father. So anyway, Simone, she found, finds out that her baby daddy remarries. Um, he, he gets up with his new wife. She got her own home business. She is worth a million dollars. So, so Simone finds out about it. And, you know, um, I found out about this story on Facebook. So Simone posted on Facebook, should she take the new wife to court to get money, more money from her baby daddy? Now, her baby daddy is already paying. His wife's money is his wife's money. So my question to you ladies, answer this in the comments or um, hit me up at The Real Riders on Instagram, at Huntside Music on Twitter, at Riders Hunt on Facebook, or go to my website, ridersonline.net, or go down in the comments and let me know do y'all agree with her going after the new wife to get more money? Or you think that her and her husband, they need to level up so they can get on the same level as Simone's baby daddy and his new wife? What do y'all think about this? So this has been another episode of Riders Live. It's called lemons. You know, don't be better. Um, if you got lemons, make the most of your situation. 
Make some lemon meringue pie. Make lemonade. So I'm Rodis. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Y'all have a good one. If you would like to have your music played on Rodis Live, just email bookingrodis at gmail.com. That's booking, R-O-D-E-S, at gmail.com. Or submit through the booking form via our website, which is www.rodesonline.net, via the booking form. If you would like to be the worst popping artist of the day, or if you would like to be interviewed, or if you would like ad space, submit via the booking form on ridersonline.net. Alright? If you would like to make a donation to the show, just cash at Riders T20. That's dollar sign R-O-D-E-S T20. Alright? Trying to do good Your man don't want you to better yourself Maybe you need to be with someone else Hey Dave, you got a frown on your face Let me take you to an elegant place Don't mean to intrude Did I go there? Let me run my fingers through your beautiful hair Tell me what you want me Definition of what a woman's about When we exercise, I love stretching you out It's good, I know yourself be stressing you out You show me what a real nigga about When it comes to your seeds, you go out loud One question, what that nigga bitchin' about Keep the bed, baby, put that nigga on the couch Tell me what you want me to tell me
begin to fly You that chick, and I'm that guy Lately, we ain't been spending no time You always reassure me that you're nine Sure shit stink, you damn fine Nine plus one, a certified dime I miss you, no time for games Let's catch fire and rekindle the flames Tell me what you want me to tell me